Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. There was a sheikh in Baghdad <coughs> who had 50 disciples. And one morning, he gave them each a chicken and said, uh, go kill the chicken where nobody will see and bring it back to me. And uh, a couple hours later, they all came back. And there was one particularly slow disciple whose name was Ahmed. And 49 disciples came back with dead chickens. And Ahmed was still holding his chicken. And the sheikh said, what's the matter? He said, well, you said to do it where nobody could see. And I couldn't find a place where Allah couldn't see. Allah is everywhere. Wherever we are, we can pray. Inspiration can come at any moment, no matter what place we are in. It is understood <clears throat> among Sufis that there are people on this earth called Ketubs. And a Ketub is the axis between Allah and the world, the axis between the, heaven, the heavens and the earth. It's a pole that runs through existence. And it what, what keeps existence going. And without these axes, axi, there would not be existence. But think about that for a second. The Ketub can be anywhere. He can be in Philadelphia. He can be in Sri Lanka. He could be in Europe. He could be in Africa. There's still an axis. So, what's the point? The axis can be anywhere in the world. That connection between Allah and the world can be anywhere in the world. Let's take it a step further. That axis between Allah and the world is anywhere in the world or is everywhere in the world. So for you to be in a place where you are at the axis of the connection between God and the world, you need to be aware of the fact that you are at the place where you are at the axis of you and the world. Now, I lived with a Ketub for an extended period of time. And I knew when I was in his presence that I was at the center of the universe. There was nowhere I had to go. There was nowhere else I had to be. I was already there. Now, he wasn't always in the same place. And whenever I was with him, I was at the center of the universe. Well, you should realize 
that wherever you go, wherever we go, wherever you are, wherever we are, that place has the possibility of being the center of the universe. But only if you understand that it has the possibility of being at the center of the universe. Only if you let go of everything that stops you from being connected to God. The things that stop you from being connected to God dissipate the axis. They make it disappear. Not in reality, but for your existence. So, you either are at the center of things, in hak, in reality, or you are at the center of illusion. For somebody who wants to be an actor, Hollywood is the center of the universe. For someone who wants to be a stage actor, New York is the center of the universe. Or, if you want to be a Shakespearean actor, London is the center of the universe. But, if you want to be with Allah, everywhere is the center of the universe. If you are with Allah, if you have let go of all of that which separates you from Allah. Because the things that separate you for, from Allah create different axes for you, create different centers for you. If you are an academic in the United States, one of the Ivy League schools may be the center of the universe for you. And if you've reached the point of being a tenured professor at one of these schools, hoo-hoo, you've reached the apex of what there is to reach in the world. But all you've actually reached is a level of illusion. All you've actually reached is a distinction that's man-made and that you hold as important. Now, having been in a place where we let go of everything and we sit with someone who is at the axis, what do we learn? The axis exists where man does not exist. So when the self is gone, God can be there. And when God is there, wherever you are is the center of everything. Because Allah is always in the center. And Allah is everywhere, simultaneously. So as soon as you connect to that truth, as soon as you connect 
to that reality. As soon as you make that connection, you place yourself in the middle of everything. And when you place yourself in the midst of everything, there's nowhere else you need to go. You're already there. Where in you, when you're in the middle of everything, where else is there to be? Where else is there to go? Now, when you're caught in illusion, when you're caught in the existence of the dunya, which means the world, and it also means the dung heap, when you're caught in that, there's lots of places to go. Why? Because it isn't centered. It has no axis. It has no one point that's more important. It's subject to hypnotisms and magnetisms and pulls and pushes. And depending upon your inclination at the moment, everything changes. If your inclination is money, everything changes to money. If your inclination is sex, everything changes to sex. If your inclination is fame, everything changes to fame. And as you jump from one inclination to the other, everything changes. And you move around. And what do you find? You have no place. You have no home. You have no steadiness. Because all of the things that you latch on to or give credence to in the world are ephemeral. They don't last. They disappear. They look like they're real, but they're not real. But when you latch on to Allah and you latch on to the qualities of Allah, there is a permanence to their being. There is a permanence to those qualities. There is an eternality to those qualities that gives you a center and that grounds you into a place. And in truth, you cannot be grounded unless you're grounded into Allah. You cannot be centered unless you're centered into God. You cannot find a home unless you find that home in God. Every other home can disappear. Ask the people in Syria. Ask the people in Europe who were displaced during World War II. Ask the people in Russia who were displaced in World War II. Ask the Native Americans who were displaced by the incoming Europeans. Where's your home? It disappeared. It left. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, guess what? Every home that takes place in the world disappears. It's just a matter of time. And just because you see it now, and it appears stable now, and it appears real now, does not mean that's the way it's going to be as time passes. 
But there is something in existence that's not subject to time. And that's God. And if you can take your place with God, then you no longer become subject to time. You no longer become subject to place. You leave the world of place and time, and you enter the world of eternity. You enter the world of reality, which exists beyond illusion. And how do you do this? By detaching from all of the things that are illusion. Now, the word attachment and detachment seem like pretty simple words. But they're very difficult concepts to comprehend and to actually do. We are all subject to our own attachments. It may be the way we talk. It may be the way we phrase things. It may be the way we respond to things. It may be the way we hold things important and not important in the world. In India, they've set up an entire system in the world of what's important and what's not important, and who's important, and who's not important. And it's called the caste system. They systemized importance and non-importance. They've systemized who counts and who doesn't count. In truth, none of it counts. And if that's how you're counting, you're counting nothing. No matter how much credence you give it, you're counting nothing. You are playing a sum-zero game, although you may be at 17,327,000. It's in your head. It's not real. It's only one place that's real. And that place is to be at the axis at the center of the universe. I've been there. I've seen it. And it is available to all of us. It's available to us when we let go of everything else. We have a grip on things. Some people's grips are more powerful than others. But no matter how hard you hold on to things, you have to let go. And what do you have to let go of? Everything that you can conceive of, you have to let go of. Everything that you can think of, you have to let go of. Everything that passes by you, you have to let go of. Everything that passes in front of you, you have to let go of. We have to let go of everything. In the same way that there will come a day when we have to let go of our life. And it's not necessarily something you're going to be doing voluntarily. Voluntarily.
but it's going to happen whether you like it or not whether you intend it or not the letting go is going to happen so what did the Sufis say? figure out how to do it yourself before God does it for you to die before death is the Sufi way of life and then when Allah sees that you've let go he says look it's one of mine and I didn't have to induce it it just happened and if you can do that then you can bypass a lot of the things that people who can't do it can't bypass you can bypass judgment because you've already let go of everything that's going to be judged you've let go of everything that you hold on to you've let go of all of your inclinations you've let go of all of your imaginations you've let go of your personality you've let go of your needs and desires you've let go of all of the machinations of figuring out how to get things done whether halal or haram you've just let go there's no haram in your world because there's nothing that you need there's no haram in your world because there's nothing that you want there's no haram in your world because there's nothing that you're going after then you can find that place in the center of the universe which has always been with you which has always been part of you but for some reason you couldn't recognize it you didn't see it now in Islam there are certain things to help you remember and or recognize that there's something else you acknowledge that nothing exists but God but that should help you realize that none of this exists you are sent on Hajj to go to a place far from where your regular place is that's considered holy so you're told there is a holy place just get there the secret is that that holy place is everywhere and you can go to that holy place just by sitting still but you need to be told go to the holy place go on Hajj go on pilgrimage to the holy place you're told to fast during Ramadan why fast because it pulls you away from all of the things that you or some of the things that you need in the world it separates you from the world it separates you from your daily inclinations brings you closer to that holy 
place. You're told to pray. Why pray? Because it's a separation from the world. Specific times of the day, you stop. Stop the world. I'm going to get off. And you go to pray. So there are all of these guide marks, guideposts, to help you understand that this place of holiness exists for you. But you have to go to these places. And you have to develop an inclination towards going to that holy place. In the same way that you've developed an inclination towards pizza, you have to develop an inclination towards holiness. In the same way that you've developed an inclination towards whatever your inclinations are, cars, sex, money, women, gold, fame, whatever drive you have towards any of those things, you have to use that drive and push it towards God. Because all of the drives that you have that are going in the wrong direction will lead nowhere. It's just a matter of time before you find out. And since you haven't found out, you think that there's a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. There are no pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. There are no pots of gold at the end of your imagination. There's just more imagination. And you've all been around long enough to know that imagination is mostly in your head. And when we can separate that connection between ourselves and our mind and create a new connection between ourselves and Allah, We are on the path towards coming into that place that is at the center of the universe. And that place is available. We just have to make ourselves available to it. And the reason we're not there is we have not made ourselves available to it. We have created whatever it is that keeps us from being there. I was looking for something this morning that I thought I knew was in a certain place. And when I went to get it, it wasn't there. It wasn't that important, but it threw my entire equilibrium off. It threw my center off. All of a sudden, all I could think of is, why isn't that here? I know it was supposed to be there. I put it there. And then my head got stuck in that place. Well, where's your head stuck right now? And how do you get out of the place where it's stuck? How do you leave? You have to de-emphasize all of the things that you hold important. And you have to de-emphasize them 
to the point where they hold no importance. You can't hold on to anything. You have to let go of everything. And as we let go of everything, we find our place in existence. Now, I do a lot of traveling, and I go far places. I'm not a lot different in those far places than I am here. There may be different languages spoken around me. I'm still speaking English. It's all I know. And if we're going to be communicating, we have translators. But the point is, we remain the same. And that sameness is either positive or negative, depending upon your nature. So we need to make our sameness positive. We need to make who we are a continuation of positivity. And we need to let go of everything that's negative. And what's negative? Everything we hold on to in the world is negative. Everything that we hold on to in the world is going to cause us grief. Because it's going to disappear on us or it's going to disappoint us. Every expectation that we have has the possibility of becoming a great disappointment. If you don't have expectations, you can't be disappointed. If you allow God to lead your way, and you accept what He gives you when He gives you, you won't be disappointed. So learn to surrender everything. Islam means surrender. Well, it doesn't mean surrender for the guy next to you. It means surrender for you. When we learn that all of these lessons are for us, all of the prophets came for us, all of the friends of Allah came for us, all of the Ketubs came to save us, you'll begin to realize how much God loves you and how much he wants to bring you back to him. Stop fighting the process. Become part of it. Surrender to it. Give up the world and accept Allah. May it be so for each of us. May we go on the straight path and may it be our inclination. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.